You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey y'all, welcome to episode three of the Do The Work series. Uh, Today we have the amazing Jamie Morocco. Jamie is an online personal trainer, weight loss coach, and holistic nutritionist. In 2016, She left the tech world to pursue her dream full-time and has never looked back. Jamie now runs her company, Dream Body, Dream Life, where she is committed to helping her clients unlock the greatest version of themselves without using extreme or restrictive methods. She believes in the innate intelligence of the human body and the fact that every single one of us needs a little something different when it comes to reaching our goals. Jamie spends her time being the guide that's helping hundreds of women to find the perfect plan for them so they can have their dream body and live their dream life. So one of the reasons I invited Jamie to be part of this is because I think that so often we're so used to only hearing about business coaches' success. And I want to remind you that that's mostly because it serves business coaches to share that, right? (laughs) Like it's less relevant for health coaches to talk about, you know, how much they're making each month or, you know, how they're growing their business. So Jamie is a health coach who made 250K last year and will make at least 350 or more this year. And she's killing and she's done all of this without paid marketing, you guys. She's really just on this interview series and doing this because, She's a wonderful human, and she also believes in mindset and wants to help other business owners. So I just really appreciate her being here to show you what's possible in any industry with any type of business when you do the work. So let's dive in. All right, Jamie, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm in particular so excited for people to have kind of that different view. I think like when you're in a different field other than business, you're not walking around talking about how much you make or how your mindset helps your business, right? Like it's just not relevant for you. So I just so appreciate you being here because I know you're really just doing this to serve other people and to kind of show other people that are outside of the business world that like same principles apply. So I already introduced you, but tell everyone a little bit about what you do so they have that context and then we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So I am an online weight loss, nutrition, and mindset coach. So I help women all over the world reach their weight loss and health and body composition goals, all while teaching them how to do that while eating cupcakes (laughs) and wine and all the things that they love. So that's what I do. So good. While eating cupcakes is the most important part of that, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Sustainability is everything. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So let's just kind of open up with what you think mindset has done for your business. Like what changes has mindset created in your business? What has it done for your business overall? Actually, you know what? I lied. (laughs) What I actually want to start with, because obviously for you, this is not something you're saying everywhere or saying out loud is like, you have a multi six figure health coaching business. Like, just tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think, and, and hopefully, what I hope a lot of the, the listeners you know, take away from this conversation is like, 
like you said, it's really easy to get into like the online space and see like online entrepreneurs as it pertains to like the business coaching Mm -hmm. realm, like all of the things that support that and and kind of like businesses under that that support that like VAs and OBMs and things. But yeah, like I really believe that you can make anything into an online business and um, you, you know, find what your passion is and that can lead to like really massive success. So I started my business in 2015 when I was still, I was working in Silicon Valley. I was techie. And then I was really unhappy just working in like in the startup scene. I went through a couple layoffs and health and fitness was always my passion. I was a personal trainer, like when I graduated from college and I really missed it. Um, so I decided to build the business online as I was kind of in between layoffs. And then finally in 2016, I decided to go all in and I kind of told myself like, there's no fucking plan B, like (laughs) figure this shit out. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, it took me some time and, you know, last year I had really massive growth in 2018. I think I did like 50 K in revenue. And then in 2019, um, I did a quarter million. So mm-hmm. that's like how quickly like it kind of exploded for me. And this year I'm at least going to do 30% more than that. So that's how quickly shit changes. Wow. And that's, how, um, that's how, you know, wildly, you know, successful that you can make your passion. So, so yeah, I think that's so helpful. And I think it's so useful. This is something I've noticed, and this is not what this interview is about at all, so it doesn't matter, but um, I have kind of noticed that in the health arena, I think it takes a little bit longer to start up, let's say, but I think like once you hit it, you hit it, right? And I think that's totally been your experience where there was like some time in there that like it took really staying in it when it was hard, but like once the momentum like took you from there, like it's almost been unstoppable in a sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think because the diet and fitness industry is number one, so saturated. Number two, there's so much misinformation out there. And number three, like there are just so many different like target demographics Mm -hmm. and clients and to go for. So I think it can be really challenging to like, you know, get your message very clear and like know exactly who you're going after with that message. And it definitely like took me some time to do that. And also like, I think there's a a healthy sense of skepticism for diet and fitness, you know, in general. So I think it's like all those things, you know, but yeah, so good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's just so helpful to see, like you went 50 to 250 to whatever you're going to do this year, at least close to 500. Right. And so I think it's just like, this is possible no matter what kind of business you have. And I totally hold the same view as you do that. Like it almost doesn't matter what kind of business you have. And that's where we come to mindset. So, uh, tell us like what mindset has met in your business. Like what changes has it created? I know this is going to sound like a repeat for your listeners and for all, you know, of probably the, the people that are in your face like yeah. everything. But, you know, when you and I started working together, oh my God, it's been years now, but you first told me like, it's all about mindset. It's like, yeah, okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great. What does that even mean? And then like, I think a year in and I was like, you were so fucking right. <laughs> And, um, so I think that like, I mean, mindset is just 
everything because in the online world, especially it can be so easy to be like, well, that person's like using a tool that I need or like doing things in a way that I need to do. And it can be so easy to like get wrapped up in like things outside of ourselves. Um, when really like the, what's really like held ground for me in so many ways. And I saw that play out, especially last year, as I had like massive growth, I was like traveling like every week, basically, I was planning a wedding yeah. <laughs> all over the world, literally every week, literally every week. <laughs> and I could have been like, Oh my God, I'm traveling. I can't possibly like serve my clients in the way I want to. I can't possibly grow my business in the way that I want to, but I did. I four five, I 4.5 X did. <laughs> I think like, had I been thinking or had I been in a place of scarcity, like I wouldn't be able to do that. So yeah. mindset literally has been everything for me and it is the most important part in my business and it is the most important thing for me just as a human because yeah you can get so wrapped up in looking outside of yourself um when really you know it's like you guys say in happy magic like you are the magic pill you know so it's been everything <laughs> it's so funny right because you're my third interview and you guys none of you know each other do you know what i'm saying like you're not like all like a group of friends or whatever, like it's not anybody from our other retreats or anything. And every single person has answered everything. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that, right. Because it, it's like, once you get it, you get it, but it's so hard when you haven't gotten it yet to believe that, like you were saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even think about it like this, like you could experience massive and tremendous growth in your business, even hit like a seven figure in a year business. But if you don't practice like taking care of your mindset or like you're in a place of scarcity or there's fear, like you will never be able to sustain that. Yep. So that's why it really is the most important thing because, you know, you've got to really believe in yourself and like know what's possible for you and like be aware of the limiting beliefs that you need to smash in order to get to that next level. Well, I think what's interesting is that is so relevant to what you were saying about last year, right? Where like, it would have been so easy to be like, wait, I can't <laughs> four and a half times my business while I'm traveling and planning a wedding and like changing time zones every week and all of this stuff. Like that's where mindset comes in, where you were just like, I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> like, right. I'm just going to put that belief forth. And what's really interesting is everyone I'm interviewing, like, basically nothing makes sense. And in terms of like their success. And what I mean by that is it's not like it was like, oh, well, obviously you make multiple six figures. You have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and 50,000 people on an email list or whatever. Like it's literally because they've decided like nothing about the numbers you were looking at last year, or even the time investment you were putting in suggested mm -hmm. it should work out. Like you just decided, right? Does that feel true when I say that? Totally. Like, I think there were some weeks where I was only working like a few hours a week, like just answering and, and keeping up with clients, but I did do an Instagram post. I didn't do a live mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying that that's like the best thing to do. <laughs> right. I just like, didn't make it a thing. I wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't possibly like keep signing clients. If I don't do a live, like I, they were just blowing it. Like it was making no sense. And even like, so crazy, like in March, which, you know, when all the Corona stuff, 
you know, hit, had like my biggest month ever in business. Yeah. And it made no fucking sense to me, but I was like, okay, well, <laughs> it makes no sense. We do in this, yeah. You know? So I think that it's so not about like the textbook and like, oh, this, these are exactly the steps. And I think also something that served me so much mindset wise is like, I have a few different coaches that I use. And what I love so much about you is you always bring me back like to my baseline and you're like, no, but like, what do you feel like is best? And that's been so huge for me because a lot, some of my other coaches are like, okay, this is the way that this is like the prescription for, you know, this, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. well, I don't think that's my prescription. (laughs) And then I like (laughs) prove them wrong. And they're like, oh shit. Like, you know, so like, like, wait, how did you do that? Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's so, you know, huge and and I'm not special. It's just that like, I didn't, I never believed that like it had to look like that. Like, you know, Mm. you don't that way be like, wait, but like, it doesn't need to look like that. Like it can look like this if that's what feels best for you. And then I follow it and I'm like, oh yeah, like, it can. So, so you know, it's so funny. I love that reflection because it reminds me of this conversation we had. So also I just want to share this because I think it's like relevant here, which is like, you've done this a hundred percent organically. Yes. Right. And so that's just saying something. And, um, I remember you telling me that like someone had like basically said to you, like, if you don't invest in Facebook ads, you're not going to grow past this point or, or something along those lines. Right. Someone had had said that to you and, uh, you were basically like, Oh, that's cute. But no, like, that's not, (laughs) that's not how I, how I work here. And of course you've been able to continue to grow so extensively without even ever investing um, in ads. And again, it doesn't mean ad investment is a bad choice. It's just so interesting to see like the stories we create, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just like, again, like gut checking and being like, is this like, does this feel like the right best thing for me? And maybe Mm -hmm. it does, but that didn't. And I still believe that I could, you know, have massive success and grow like without doing ads. So. So yeah, totally. And in terms of when you see mindset making the biggest difference for you, is it one of those things where like you just know it so well now that you're always going back to that? Or do you feel like sometimes it's still easy to like, let's say lose your way? Because I noticed that like even with myself, like I know this is the most important thing in the world. It's all I talk about all day. And even still sometimes like I have to be like, oh, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Like I should just mindset this. This is not that hard. But like, what does that look like for you? Do you ever kind of find that wobble there? I think it's like a constant journey that all of us are on. I would say like the biggest difference is like the awareness level. Yeah. Because before I would just be like, oh, that's the way that things are and now I'm like, but why do I think that's the way things mm-hmm. are? So if something comes up, I'm like, is that true? Did I just make that up? Like I <laughs> I I almost act like a third party observer like of my thoughts. And I think that's the biggest difference. And then, you know, do I get in funks? Yeah. Like did I have a couple, you know, days, you know, in March where I just sat on the couch and watched Netflix all day? Yeah. Like I get into like, you know, you have those moments. It's just more like the awareness level is there. Now I'm able to be like, okay, like now we're done doing that. So now like here's my best. So it's just a different level of awareness versus I, I can think about a really frustrating time I had in my business. Um 
I think it was 2018, the summer, or 2017, the summer, I can't remember, but I just was like, okay, like I'm not putting in any, like my mindset was just in a really bad place. And I just made that as an excuse to like not show up and like not mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like now where I'm really able to, to change that a lot faster and just be aware of it a lot faster, if that makes sense. Totally. I, I so agree with that. And I love the example that you used about like just having three days on the couch kind of thing, because also that was your biggest month ever. <laughs> yeah. That, right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I think it's just so helpful for people to see that where it can be both. Like when we're talking about like doing the work and doing the mindset work, like we're not talking about perfection. Like you can still have your biggest month ever and have three total shit days where you just felt really bad. Like it's really just about like tipping the scale. Right. Right. But had I like made myself wrong and been like, Oh, but now I'm going down this path and I should be like, if I was shitting all over myself, like it would be very easy to like continue down that and not show up in my business and, you know, not have momentum. And then there would be a different outcome with that. So I think you just brought up like one of the most important points there, which is just like the level of like wrong you make yourself is directly (laughs) proportionate (laughs) to how long you stay stuck almost. Right. Yeah. That is one of the biggest, I think, facets of like being able to, to, to keep your mindset in check. It's like, how wrong are you making yourself right now? It's so funny too, because I remember last year, there were points where I feel like you almost felt like you were getting away with something, (laughs) (laughs) right? Where it was almost like, oh my gosh, like I'm kind of getting away with this because like everything's just working really perfect. And like, I'm still kind of doing whatever I want and not working as much as I thought I would have to and all of this stuff. And then that almost becomes the place you have to gut check yourself where it's like not making yourself wrong for it being easy too, right? I think I remember having a conversation with you because I was going to Israel with my mom in June and I was like, but like, what if I like don't sign any clients this month or whatever? And you were like, well, just decide like what you want to do. Like, do you want to, do you want to sign clients or do you not? Like there's no right or wrong. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I just need to decide that, you know, and and be okay in that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like committing to it. I think that that's so helpful because I remember that conversation. And then it meant like, if you want to sign clients while you're there, then like, yeah, you're going to show up in alignment with that. So like you might take a sales call while you're there. And then I remember you went on a different trip with your dad where you were like, I'm actually not going to take sales calls while I'm here. So it was just kind of like finding that decision point each time and then acting in alignment with that. Right. Right. And just reflecting on like, And I think this is something that's so important too, just in terms of like business versus like personal and separation. Um, I, those trips that I took were both for like wedding dress appointments in Israel. And they were so special to me because I took one with my mom and then my mom couldn't come to the second one. So my dad was like, I'll go with you. And just to like be so present and have those moments like Mm -hmm. with my parents before my wedding like there is no amount. I would have been fine. I think I still signed clients that month, but I would have been totally <laughs> not. Or you know, that yeah. was just so important to me. So I think that, like, you know, if there are things that come up 
too, that are just such of high importance to be present in just like really giving yourself permission to like be all in on those things. Like knowing that like the business is always going to be there. Yeah. And I think that that's really helpful to remember is that piece that you were just saying is like, cause I know the way you think about mindset is very energy oriented. So maybe we can talk about that in a second, but like, it's basically like the energy you brought to those experiences is actually the thing that was impacting the business versus like, if you went into those experiences and then felt chained to the business or like you couldn't have that time with your family or whatever that was like, that's when we stop getting results because we start bringing really crappy energy to the thing that we're doing, right? Yeah. It's like scarcity versus like abundance. Like Mm -hmm. I have to be showing up and I have to be doing things. I have to be taking sales calls or else I'll lose it all. And you know, that's a very different energy than like, Hey, you know, I'm probably not going to sign any clients this month and it's fine because I'm not focused on that. And like the business is always going to be there and I know exactly what I need to do to create that when I'm ready to do that. So, (laughs) and then again, of course, like you said, the irony is like, you definitely sign clients that month. It's just was like being okay with that detachment of it. Right. Yeah. Yep. The detachment piece is so key. It's, it's literally probably another really important facet, if not one of the most important for mindset work. Yeah. Say more about that. Cause I think that that is a topic we haven't really touched on so much in past, uh, interviews that we've had yet. And I think you're spot on that. It's so valuable. So maybe just give us like a little brain dump of what that means for you. Yeah. I think detaching is just like this knowingness and certainty that like it is going to, whatever it is that you want is going to be yours, but letting go of like the, what it looks like, how it unfolds and like when it happens. Like, I think we get (laughs) like a lot of trouble when we're like, if March is not a 50 K month, then like the manifestation work I did, like did not work. It's like when we hold too tightly, like to the things we want, it's often that they don't work out in our favor. Um, and it's kind of like, I tell my clients, like, Hey, if your goal weight, like takes you like six months versus like four, like, did it really fucking matter? Yes. No, exactly. (laughs) And, and honestly looking back and I think that's where it came back to me when I think about when I left Silicon Valley and I went all in my business and having no plan B, like just knowing that it's going to work out, but it might, it took me three years. Mm -hmm. I would have fucking done it if it would take me five. Yes. It's just like being like, okay, like this, I'm so sold on like what that end game looks like that I don't care about the how and the why and the who and the what that's like when you're open to so much possibility, but it's like when you're so focused on like, it must look like this and then it must look like that. And then this is my five-year plan. Like it's, it's just like, you're missing out on all the amazing opportunities, like in the peripheral when you're so focused on like the end game. So just getting really like detached. And I think I was in a really big detachment energy also in, in, uh, in 2019 last year, you know, just knowing that I'm generating this momentum and it's all happening and working and like, you know, just being, just knowing, just like that knowingness. It's so funny because I I just could not agree more. And I was talking to someone else on the interview series and we were talking about how um, it's 
the amount of bravery that it takes to just commit to believing it's true. Like it's so much easier to be a skeptic in so many ways, right? And it takes so much more, let's say, mental effort to commit to that knowing and to keep choosing that knowing. So like, what does that look like for you, like mentally to like keep in that knowing, even when like whatever happens, like I'm sure there was points last year when you were traveling all over where you were just like, is this going to be a thing or are we like going to be able to make this all work? Like, how do you stay in that knowing? I'm just like very clear, you know, I've been very open to like manifestation. I've been doing vision boards since I was like in college. I think I've just always been like very clear on like the person I want to end up with, which I did, like the lifestyle I want to create, which I'm creating. Mm -hmm. Like I think I'm just so very clear on what that looks like. And again, just going back to like, there is no plan B, like this is just what it will be. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that's helpful at all. No, totally. (laughs) Well, I think one thing you said there that I think people can really take away from that is you've gotten clear enough to know exactly what it feels like. And then you also like, don't care what it looks like or how long it takes. It's almost like this idea of like, I'm so clear that I'm not available for anything less than this. Right. Right. Like I'm not like, it's not even, it's not even like an option to think about anything less than that. Like I, I, you know, and I, Sometimes my husband and I will have this conversation and he's like, well, if like this thing doesn't work out. And I was like, no, no, no. Like there will be not, like that's the house we're going to have. Like, you know, in like California, like it will look like this. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like I think because it's, yeah, just like being very clear on like what that feeling is going to be in that house, how I will feel, what I, the things I will be doing, the way we will be living like that. I can tap into that feeling like and generate that now. And I think it's like, like you said, it's, it's just being, it's just being clear. Yeah. And it's funny, right? Because I think a lot of people think detachment is like not caring. And I think it's actually getting so ridiculously clear and then letting go of how it happens. And that's exactly what you're saying here, right? It's actually like an immense amount of caring. It's like caring, like, you know, so much that like you said, like you're not even available for any other possibility. Mm Mm-hmm. And then even when the path seems like a detour, you're like, well, this must be getting me closer to that thing. You're not like, oh, shoot, this must mean I don't get it, right? And that's where I think the certainty piece comes in, um, where, yeah, like you might have to take a few detours like along the way, but you're still going to get like to that end game. So good. And I feel like one of the things that I really notice about you and that I think is so beautiful is that though you might question like small steps on the path, like we all do, like you almost never change your mind about the end game. And I think that's one of the tricks, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is that like you continue to stay committed to that. Like I think where we confuse the universe, let's say, and where mindset where it can get confusing is when we change our minds about it all the time. When we're like, well, if it looks like that, it would be fine. Or if it looked like that, it would be fine. Or I guess it's fine if it's this, or I kind of want this this week. And then two months from now, I want something else. And it's like all kind of changing all the time. But when you're like rock solid on that outcome, it's just so much easier to continue to create it, right? Yeah. And I think those 
thoughts that come up about like wanting to change direction, I think it goes back to like, what is the meaning behind that? Am I wanting to change direction because I no longer believe that it's possible for me and that's right. what it is. And that, you know, that's, a, that's what's under that is a limiting belief. So then you go into like, but why don't I believe that it's still possible? And what do I need to do to change my belief about that? You know, that's where I think people, um, you know, fall off because they start to get in their head and they start to say, well, I'd be okay. You know, they start to settle for things. And when you're yeah. settling, it's because you no longer believe that it's possible for you. So it's all about like recommitting and, and, and being, and being open to doing the work around what the limiting belief is. I think a really good way to say that is like, you change the belief, you don't change the outcome. Right. So what most people do is they feel like if something's feeling far away, they change the outcome, right? They're like, well, I guess I won't get this. So let me change the outcome. And what you're saying is don't change the fucking outcome. (laughs) Change whatever belief is telling you, you can't get that outcome. And that is the work, right? Exactly. Exactly. One that's, that's where all the work is. Absolutely. Because if I had you know, thinking back in my own journey, like if I had started out building my business and I was like, well, I'll be okay if it's just like a $50,000 a year business. Mm-hmm. So when I know I want to create a multi-million dollar business, like it's like I would be selling myself short, like before I even started. And that's something I tell clients too. Like a really great analogy is with weight loss because I get on the phone with potential clients and I'm like, well, like, I really want to weigh 140 pounds, but I'd be okay with 160. Mm. Okay. No, like the weight is not like the relevant component, but like you don't even sell yourself short. Like don't, before you even started, you know, you've got to know what that, you know, what is it, you know, about that number that's important and why. And if it is like, let's fucking go for it, you know? Yes. So. It's like being brave enough to go for the thing, right? And, and not, letting yourself kind of decide that it would be too hard to get that thing or that that thing's not meant for you or whatever that is. Right. Right. 100%. 100%. So good. Okay. So, um, tell me two things. One is kind of like how you help your clients use this too, because of course we're talking about how mindset applies so perfectly to business and getting what you want, but you just use some really, really good examples. And honestly, sometimes I think it's way easier to see it in an example that's outside of business. So I would love if you kind of walked us through how you help your clients with it. And then I definitely want to make sure we get to what this looks like for you on a daily basis, because that's kind of the thing everyone wants to know, like, okay, fine, do the work. But what does that mean? What does that look like? So tell us about the client's piece first, and then we'll talk about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the client piece is is so individual because every client comes to me with like a different set of like food beliefs and fears mm-hmm. and scale anxiety and social anxiety. So the way that I work with clients is really experiential. Um, perfect example would be um, I you know I had a client who uh, believed that like cookies were her trigger food and that she could not possibly mm-hmm. just one cookie. So obviously I reminded her like, Hey, like it's not about the cookie. It's all about kind of the habit that's in the belief that has been reinforced over time. And like, there was a time and a place where you could have like one cookie and like 
you stopped. Like I can guarantee it. It might have yeah. been a long time ago, but I promise you, you have. So I like challenged her, we baby step our way into this, you know, depending on where the client is at and their level of comfort. Um, I said, I'm challenging you this weekend to have one cookie. You're going to pre-plan it in your food journal. You're going to keep me posted throughout the day and you're going to do it. And I just want you to focus on this one time. And going through that experience was her like taking that vote for like that person that she wants to be. And that created a new belief around how she could trust herself. Yeah. So that, so how I work with clients in that way is super experiential because I feel like the, the weight and the food fear is just a manifestation of like lack of self-worth, not feeling empowered, um, you know, not like lack of self-confidence. So we use these experiences to like start building the bricks of the foundation to feel those things again. Um, so does that kind of make sense? I know it's probably... Yeah physical, you know, way to do it. But that's what I found to be most helpful with people. No, totally. I think that sometimes you have to do the physical thing to move the mindset forward, right? Like I can tell myself all day that I believe that I can just eat one cookie, but until I show myself that's true, it's not going to sink in, right? Mm. Totally. And that's, you know, when it really comes down to like changing habits and behaviors, like I do believe that we have to bring like using the word (laughs) But I love it. You use all the time the physicality too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love going through that with clients and that's what truly changes the game for them. Is when they start thinking different thoughts about it. Right. And of course, then they're having different experiences and both can pull the other forward. Sometimes they have an experience and then they have new thoughts or vice versa. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, it's not even about, cause I think it can be very easy to get ahead of ourselves and be like, well, what about next time? What if I fall off track? And it's like, just focus on the one time ahead of you. And you, you may fall off track as you're unlearning some of the old, like very similar mm-hmm. to how like, you know, when I was building the business, I wasn't always in the best mindset, you know, like and there yeah. are still things that I worked through and did need to work through, but it's like, the more you chip away at it, like the more, again, you're like building the bricks and it becomes like that dream house. Mm, yeah. So good. And I think like what, what we can say is like, whether or not you even believe in like the manifestation aspect, like we do, it's still so obvious that if I think I can't just eat one cookie, then that will continue to be my experience. And I will continue to binge on cookies and it will be this very difficult thing. Right. But if I change the thought to, of course I can, and then prove it to myself through action, then I will just fundamentally and always get a different result. So I think it's just helpful to see it on that practical level. Totally. And one thing that I have my clients do, and this can be a little controversial when they, you know, when we start working together is if they self-identify as like a binge eater or emotional eater, I'm like, okay, like we're just going to take that identity and like leave it behind. (laughs) Yeah. I get that that's a behavior that you have had in the past and hey, I've been there, done that myself. I used to binge eat. I used to emotionally eat. I get it. But it's like the more that you identify with that as a thing, the more like you're going to feel like you're white knuckling your way through. And that's why 
I feel like a lot of programs out there that are like binge eaters anonymous or whatever. It's like the more that you identify with that, the more you're like reinforcing that. So I tell them to like ditch the identity and like, what are we creating here? Like, what do you want to create? Not what do you want to leave behind? So, Mm -hmm. you know, what's so interesting about that is I think that that very much parallels with business. Like I see so many people kind of assume the identity of like someone whose business hasn't been successful. Or like, especially if you've like tried it for a few months and it's not working the way you want it to, like it becomes such an identity of like, I am someone who didn't grow fast or I am someone who's not successful. So I think you're just spot on with that because it's like what you identify with becomes your reality, really. Definitely. What one million percent. One million percent. So So good. Okay. So tell everybody what mindset looks like for you every day. Um, like, do you have practices? How do you think about it? How do you use it for yourself now? Obviously we know it's been everything. So how are you kind of like putting that into practice each day? Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this question and as much as I want to sit here and say, I've got this beautiful gratitude journal and I've got this amazing journal practice I do every day. Like, Honestly, for me, it is so much about just being super aware of how I'm feeling and the thoughts that I'm having and knowing that at any moment I can change that, like I can change that. So if I'm noticing that I'm like not feeling like I'm in momentum or I'm not feeling great that day or I'm having like a limiting belief, questioning it and being an observer. I've, I learned this idea of being an observer of your thoughts years ago when I read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Oh, and such a good book. So good. And like, as soon as I read that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, wait, like, I'm not my thoughts. And then, you know, since then, like, just, just, and now in the work that we've done together and the mindset work I've, I've also done on my own over the last, like, several years, just becoming like super aware of like the thoughts that I'm having and also how I'm feeling. And now I can just flip it on this, like flip it like a switch. Like I can decide like the yeah. days I've been on Netflix, like I actually wanted to spend on Netflix. I needed that. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yes. But, you know, knowing at any moment I could like change my energy and change kind of, you know, my change what I was doing. Um, so it's just like the level of awareness that I have. That's how I really practice mindset is just being aware of the thoughts I'm having, knowing that I'm fully empowered to change my energy or change those thoughts or not believe them or question them at any moment. Well, I think like what you hit on is so important. And I think that I just want to reflect that for people that are, have been doing mindset work for a long time or are new to it. I think at the beginning, it really does help to have a practice because you're training yourself to have that awareness and to like flex that muscle, so to speak. But I think over time, it becomes so innate that you need a practice less and less to a certain extent. I would imagine it's super similar to like eating or well, eating, but like, you know, training your clients how to eat more healthily, like at the beginning they have to have that practice because they don't know it. But like for you now, like it's so second nature that like, of course you're choosing the right thing. Of course you're thinking about it a certain way. So I think that's exactly what you're saying with mindset is like, you've done so much of the work that you can just do it in your mind. You can flip the script. It's like second nature at this point. Does that feel true? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a hundred percent it. 
um, you know, it, it's definitely just become like second nature to me at this point as it can for anybody. Like yep. I that it's just, you know, becoming, you know, knowing that it's possible for you and like developing like the practice around it in terms of like what feels good for you in that moment, knowing that, you know, you can always just, you, you can get to that self, like that point where you're just kind of self-reliant and saying like, Hey, like, why am I thinking these things? Why am I doing these things? What, what do I need to change here? Or does this feel really good? So totally agree. And what, what I'm hearing you say is that what you kind of notice first is the feeling. Like if you're like, wait, this feels bad, then you're quick to be like, well, I'm probably thinking a thought that's not useful. Is that sort of how you experience it? Yes, absolutely. A thought that's not useful or it's something that I'm thinking about doing, that if it feels bad, it's probably (laughs) something I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Oh yes. That, that is a good one. Yeah, totally. Where it's like, if it feels bad, it's, there's probably a reason, right? Right. 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 Exactly. And I think what we get to do with mindset work is ultimately like decide on the thoughts we want to think so we can have the experience we want to have. So like, for example, if you're thinking something like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to get whatever to my goal income this year or this month or something like that, you're not going, oh, well, how do I like prove to myself that I can? You're going, how do I just change that thought? Like it's literally about the thought. It's not about going and finding more evidence or changing the strategy or whatever. Is that feel true? Yeah. And also to that end, like, even if I didn't hit it, like not beating myself up, for mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. which I think is the other piece, because it's like, you know, I want to, I want to hit 500 K this year. Like I feel it. I'm taking every action to it. I'm, I want to do all the things, but if I don't, I still know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to make myself wrong and like say that I failed. I don't fucking care, <laughs> you know, and I don't fucking care announcing and saying <laughs> that it's a goal. And like, if I don't hit it, I will come back and say I did it and it's fine, you know? And yes. I think that's, that's like such a, a huge, a huge part of it for sure. It's so funny because I noticed this in the online space so much where it's like, I had a client recently who wanted her first 10 K month. Right. Mm-hmm. And she made like, literally, I think it was like $9,873 or something like that. Right. And she was like, Oh man, I did not hit that. And I'm like, you have to be fucking kidding me. First of all, we <laughs> round up. Second of all, of course you hit it. Like you're right. I mean, like I'll give you a hundred dollars at this point. Like, why are we making this so wrong? And it's yes. like, right. What you've learned to do is kind of be like, it's all close enough. It's all good. It all counts. And that's why it comes so easily. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. It's so funny what we do to ourselves. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's funny because we can all identify with it, right? Like there's always like a point for all of us where we're there, where we're like grasping onto it so tightly. And when you can get to the point of like, I want it, I'm showing up for it. I don't mind saying it out loud. Like I'm owning it. And if I didn't get it, like it means nothing about me. Yeah. That's when everything changes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, again, like going back to mindset where so much of the mindset comes into play, especially like in the online space when you're only seeing the highlight reel and you're only seeing people that are saying like, I hit my first 10 K in 30 days. And like, here's how you can, you know? So I think it's again, like 
such an important practice to, to be checking in with yourself and, and, and not making yourself wrong, not focusing on like, oh my God, I was $120 short of hitting my, you know, 10K month. <laughs> yes. Make yourself right as often as possible as like another mindset hack, right? Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, Jame, I cannot thank you enough. This was so, so useful. You are the best. Can you tell everyone where they can connect with you, find you? I think especially people in this industry that have that mindset would probably be very excited to know that there is like a health and fitness coach that also has that mindset. So if they're looking for that, how can they find you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, best way either on uh, Facebook, but the fastest way is going to be on Instagram and my handle is just my name, um, Jamie Morocco. So I spell it a little weird, but it's probably in the title description or yes. We'll (laughs) we'll link up your Instagram and stuff in show notes as well. So you guys can click on that and follow Jamie, but thank you so much. I love you. I adore you. This was amazing. You too. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review each month. I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.